Moving next to Brett, not only did I gain a new best friend, but I gained another closet as well. With a closet full of clothes, yet somehow nothing to wear, the Toolery app is helping single-handedly solve that problem. Toolery is reinventing the experience of sharing clothes by modernizing the tools and expanding the options beyond your inner circle. And when I was trying to coordinate looks for my wedding, I was introduced to Toolery by a good friend of mine, hi Daniel Gross, that I had worked with in PR for years and years. She knew the founders of Toolery, and I couldn't believe how seamless that whole process was to really find a gorgeous white designer piece in the matter of, I think it was less than a day, half a day it took to really find something that could work for, I believe it was our welcome drinks, whatever it was. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I was so excited about that. And now three months later, we're so excited to have the co-founders of Tory here with us in the apartment, Mary Smith and Violet Gross. Welcome, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. We're excited. I Can know. I just quickly interject in something you said? Yeah. I'm not sure if you've ever realized it. Danielle is my husband's daughter. What? Yeah. Stop. Yep. That's amazing. I <laughs> had no idea. I figured that. Yeah. No, we never talked about that. Yep. We she's never. very professional when she's working. She's super professional, keeps it buttoned up. And so she's great at what she does. But yes, Danielle is technically my daughter-in-law, but we, we don't, we, we will never no, call no, each no. other she's that. She's your step <laughs> Yes, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She referred to you as like her good friends. So this I, is I great. Love it. Yeah. yeah it's which, amazing. She's like, this is great. You know, my yeah. really good friend. They have launched this company and she's such a PR prowess. And I have all she these totally girls is. that yeah. I've worked with for so many years that I'm so grateful to. And that's another reason why it led us to both of you. So that's unreal. And you guys, I have to say it, the compliments I got on that dress. I mean, I remember. Yeah, it was it was it studded was heaven. Dress. So thank you for that and for just helping me <clears> with all of that, because as you can imagine in that whole process, I'm sure you deal with a lot of brides and people going through it, even finding something that could work or just Bevan on a daily basis. <laughs> no, but finding something that could work and, you know, you know, you have it. It's done with. It's felt so good and so refreshing. And it came to you here in the apartment you didn't yes. have to go out and find it you didn't have to do the research you guys found it for her and and found a perfect piece for her that so. night so it's amazing thank you um just really quickly i just want so people can understand whose voice is who if each of you can just say who you are hi i'm mary i'm violet before we get into how you guys met can you explain to our neighbors what toolery is and how you started it uh toolery is peer-to-peer clothing rental app. Uh, So for people that don't understand that sort of buzzy tech word, peer-to-peer means my closet to your closet. So somebody could rent out, I'm, you can't see me because this is a podcast, but I'm wearing an Ula Johnson sweater that I rented from somebody else who lives here in New York from her closet. Um, I'm actually going to wear it again next week when I go to Scotland. So that's what I borrowed it for. Um, so yeah, it's just a way to enhance the, the variety in your closet and use the closets that are around you and also make money on your own investments. Not even around you though, cause we're, we ship nationwide. So it's anyone in the U S I love this idea of like expanding your community, expanding your circle of friends, expanding your sharing circle. It's really interesting. And how did you guys come up with this concept? What led you to one another? So we met uh, because Mary was working um, in a client experience program and 
went to all the fashion weeks that happened around the world and she just had the most glamorous job in my point of view and my husband and I were going to be in Paris on vacation so I about two weeks before we were leaving I realized that it was Paris fashion week and going to a show in Paris is like a bucket list item like something I always wanted to do so we kind of started like working our contacts who we knew my husband knew the CEO of Saks so he emailed him and um, just through a network of people, we kind of like weaved our way and got connected to Mary, who was like, great, when you're in Paris, let me know. And so we texted her there and um, we heard back from her and she's like, I have tickets to the Isamiyaki show. It's going to be in the Tuileries Gardens. Why don't we meet outside the show? I'll give you guys the tickets. So we agreed and that's where we met. And hence the name Tuileries. It came from us meeting in the Tuileries Gardens. But she exchanged tickets. We went to the show and then ended up having drinks with her after and just hit it off and have been friends since. But it was it was about six months after that that we both knew that we wanted to do something entrepreneurial, do something on our own, start something new. So we started brainstorming ideas, trying to just see what stuck and find pain points and clothes and borrowing clothes is something that always came up she borrowed from me to go to events that she had she had with with what she did she had them all the time so I'd loan her clothes or we'd I mean I borrowed clothes from my sister and everything all the time anyhow so it just it's something that women have done their entire lives we're like how can we expand this circle how can we make this something bigger and that's how Tillery was born it's yeah, awesome. I was using Rent the Runway a lot when I worked at Saks Fifth Avenue because I had so many events and I just couldn't possibly afford to buy something new for every event. Uh, so it worked, but it didn't quite like it was a means to an end, but it wasn't what I actually wanted. So I would usually just like sift through and find like some nondescript black dress <laughs> that wouldn't, you know, offend if I was going to like a Dior event, it wouldn't offend them. But I would borrow from my friends that worked in the industry. I mean, the fashion industry is really small. So I had friends at Dolce & Gabbana, at Givenchy, at Chanel, at Dior. And so if I had a specific event, I would ask them like, hey, can I borrow something? And they were always, everybody was always happy and willing to share and you know when we were talking about business ideas I was like I love the rent the runway model like I think the rental concept is so interesting and unique and functional but I don't want to wear any of the stuff on there (laughs) I'm just doing it because it's the only option I have like I wish that I I also feel bad borrowing from friends yeah you know you feel like it's a yeah yeah. it's a little bit of a burden well yeah and it's like it's it's a little awkward sometimes it's a responsibility it's a responsibility it's tough with friends I, I I hear you but even that like I if if I was borrowing your dress I would love to pay you for that because you're it's still like giving me exactly what I wanted for that event so like you should get something for it. So we were just like bouncing these ideas off of each other and, and just came up with this idea. Did you guys sit down and have like a brainstorm session? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like talk yes. to us we're about like, that. Cause... We're pretty, we're cut from the same cloth in terms of like, we're, I don't want to say we're type A cause I, I'm not type A, but we are like, we're I feel ambitious. like it's a type A person that says they're not type yeah. A. <laughs> Maybe. Right. I don't 100%. I, I don't know. I'm a Capricorn. So I'm like uber ambitious. And, and I definitely, like, when I put my mind to se- something, like I, I follow through and I do it. And I don't know. I just think it, it's, it was our personalities, even though we didn't even know each other that well, that we were like, let's sit down and brainstorm. Like, let's schedule a brainstorm. It wasn't like we were like one day over wine, like, oh, let's 
this is a great idea. We were like, no, we're going to sit down and we're going to shoot ideas off until we come up with one. I'm asking you this because we're literally doing this tomorrow. Like we're literally (laughs) scheduled. We live next door to each other and we're like, we need to sit down and get some more things on paper. And I think just even scheduling it and putting it in your calendar to know, all right, get my coffee make sure I'm fed and sit down and do this. It's, it's a big step for a lot of people because you could just sit and, and talk a shit and have wine and just keep going. But then the next day, what happens? Right. It was a commitment from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that we set forward to do. And I, I had a startup before this and I loved doing it, but I had to close it down. And so I knew I wanted to do something else on my own. Like going back into the workforce was just not an option. It's like I have to find something for myself. So I was excited to have someone else that had kind of the same drive and work ethic as me because like I've talked to other people about yeah sure partnering and then I'm like no I I don't I don't want to work with you Mm -hmm. I I don't believe that you'll actually work and I don't think until we started this I would have ever like understood how important it is to find somebody that you can work really well with like I I think about it all the time now like I have so many like great friends that I would never go into business with just having gone through what we've gone through and just know that they wouldn't have been able to like just I don't know cut execute the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cut the mustard you know what's so funny I love my girlfriends to death 99.9% of them I would not go into business yeah, yeah. and also it's same really yes it's it you have you, you separate your lines of friendship and mm-hmm. and even though my girls are involved in so many different things that are not what we're involved in necessarily. But yeah, it's, it's difficult to separate those lines and get into something. I, but we've talked about this too. People come to her all the time and come to Bevan and say, I want to, let's get something going. Let's like get something going. And it's just, it doesn't formulate. Yeah. So and I thank remember you for being like, honest. I, we had talked about it very randomly um, over the summer. And then I remember I, I was back in Paris and I, I'm always very inspired when I'm there, you know, I'm working with like, all these great clients that have been so successful in their life and I'm with all these like big brands and like the the people that work in the fashion industry are some of the smartest people that I've ever come in contact with there I feel like fashion kind of gets this like loosey-goosey bad rap but they're all brilliant um and so I was just like you know we got to do something like we both have, we both want to. So I had reached out to her saying like, let's, we just, we have to meet, like, let's just like start brainstorming. And then it kind of, I didn't say anything. It was a couple weeks. And then she had reached back out to me saying like, yes, like, let's do this. Like let, so we both had that like, um, eagerness to just sit down and like really talk it through. I think that's a, that's a sign though. That shows a lot immediately right? that one of you is not going to be carrying the weight for the other. That yeah. it's like, both I of like you I was like, invested. Violet, come on, let's go. Let, like we were both like equally like, yeah, let's actually sit down and like talk this through. We have so many <coughs> listeners that have all these questions about starting businesses and things like that. So I think that's something to pay attention to is all the signs early on when you're choosing a partner. Mm-hmm. that will reveal the patterns that are going to be ahead. And I mean, we had not even spent that much time with each other before we decided to do this. We really hadn't. I mean, it was, I, I don't even know how many times. It was like a handful of times yeah, that under we had five. out. Um, but there was just something there and we got to know each other well. And we kind of, I think from the beginning, we also both, I don't know, I feel like I kind of knew our strengths. Like, I knew that you were creative and you were just in a different field than mm-hmm. I, than most of my career was in. And that plays well together too, just having those opposites. And there, sure. were, there were just a number of things and how, and I mean, I watched her work all the time and right. that was 
that was big to me yeah, because so, yeah, I mean, startup volumes. life is hell. Like it's, and if you're not going to put in the time and effort, like it's worth nothing. So, I mean, having somebody that has that dedication is, is huge, but it's obviously so many more things than that. But I mean, that, I mean, that to me is sign number one, because yeah. you, you don't want to carry dead weight. Totally. Mm-hmm. So question. So th- you guys have this first meeting. Did you only have one brainstorming session? One. And you came up with the concept. So we had one, we had one brainstorming session. It was at Brookfield place. Yeah, we, were we were outside. sitting outside. <laughs> it was like a beautiful October day. Mm-hmm. And we actually came up with a different concept. Um, it was more along the lines of um, just an or a digital closet. Um, and, but then we started talking about borrowing clothes and the whole thing and so we're like yeah it's a good idea but let's get everybody's closets online first and then maybe in version four we could talk about how people can exchange them <coughs> and so we we're gonna go through with that like we love the idea of just like having the share clueless closet mm. and then we started researching developers we found a developer in Brooklyn that we loved and we like signed the whole we got the whole contract ready we told him what we were looking for and then the day that we were supposed and to this sign was the con- March I remember it was like end of March. So we had sat down in October by March. We had like fully fledged out our concept, found developers, um, had a name. We had wireframes for the idea. I mean, we had like put in a lot of work at this point and continue. (laughs) And so the morning we were supposed to sign our contract, a, a blast on like women's wear went out saying that, Brooklyn Decker's launching Finery, and it was exactly what we were planning on building. Stop the morning, the, the morning, the, the exact up. morning of that we were signing the contract, the exact morning, and then shortly after Finery, like three others decided to like announce their launch too, and so we're like put the brakes on we met do you remember we met like over the weekend and I think we cried we did oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were so upset because we had put in Done six so months of much work time. Right. yeah like and I was still working full-time like we were like really trying to like fit in time to work and it was just it was heartbreaking it was yeah totally I had no like, idea about this background yeah. of when yeah. that's I mean and like well, you can't really compete with like Brooklyn, Brooklyn Decker, Decker and their star power and they'd already they'd been in beta for a year like we were so far behind so we we're like we'll never catch up yeah because we're like if we start developing right now it'll be two years before we put something on the market and they're going to be eons ahead of us what's the point oh my god we're back to nothing like let's start over and so like we let the tear like we dried up the tears yeah we met that weekend to like start right concepting a new idea we were sitting in my living room and we're like we've we have to figure this out but throughout the entire process those six months the idea of the sharing closet or the like just be getting a community going around the closet always came up and it was something that we would just always talk about so we're like why wait why let's why can't that be our idea why can't that be our number one and then we'll find a version three four five from there to keep growing and expanding in different ways and so we sat on it for a while and I re- I don't know if you remember this because we did sit on it for maybe like a month or two just the idea was in your brain the idea. but like no we action. always had this idea of like once we got this digital closet we would create this marketplace like that was always in the back of our mind but like Violet said it was like version four so then we we decided okay let's move that to the forefront and I remember we'd gone through it all like we had the idea we had done like I think we had already done the wireframes like we were in a place like we had to either 
say go or not. And, and I looked at her and I said, because I really believe in this idea and so does she. And, and I just said, we don't have to do this idea because it, it was risk. It's risky. Like nobody was doing it. We had done market research. There really wasn't anybody that was doing it. And I said, we don't have to do this idea. We can like come up with a new one. Like we'll come up with a different idea, but somebody will do this. I, I fully believe somebody will figure out how to do this. And I think that can be us. And I think we like sign the contracts like right. within the so week. We're like, how upset would we be if somebody yeah. launched this and it wasn't us? Yeah. Wow. And so that was what convinced us to do it. Just knowing in our, like the back of our minds, how right. pissed we would be mm-hmm. if we saw it come on the market, knowing that we had the idea. So it's like, you didn't have the option to not. Right. right. It was like, like that was, yeah. the, that was the thing that kind of, Yes. And I off. still believe that today, like whether or not we're the ones that do it. And I think that we will be, I think somebody's going to figure out how to like, crack this nut and make this two-sided marketplace work. Thank you for being honest too. And sharing with us, I guess now that you guys have launched, you told us a little bit about how you did it. So for our neighbors that don't know Toolery, can you walk them through it? You know, how, what is it like to join just the whole process? Sure. So, um, if you've ever used <clears throat> Poshmark or Tradesy or Airbnb or even eBay, it's very similar. So we actually start with a FaceTime interview. So we have a curated community of women and, We do that for a number of reasons. I mean, trust is the biggest one. People are putting on expensive items. I mean, our our most expensive item is $27,000. And it takes a lot of trust to want to loan that to someone that you've never met before. So being able to tell all of our users that we have met each one of them via FaceTime goes such a long way. And if you get to talk to somebody face-to-face, you have a more intimate conversation. So we FaceTime interview every single user that comes on, have a conversation with them. It gives us an opportunity to get to know them, but also for us to tell them what our priorities are and to say, if, if you break our rules, you're, we're not afraid to say bye to you. So we do the interview, you get let on, and then the first thing you see is our communal closet. So you can start scrolling and shopping through there. You could filter and find what you're looking for, select the dates that you want a piece, and you could borrow for 4, 10, or 20 days. And a lot of people use this for vacation, so the 20 days are fantastic. Yeah. And we also recent over the summer launched the option of rent to buy. So you can either outright buy something or you can rent it. If you decide you fall in love with it or got a gazillion compliments on it, you could buy it and then you'll pay the difference between the rental price and the buy price. <clears throat> but so you'll put in your request for the dates, the owner will approve it. And then um, three days before, the owner of the item will get shipping labels via email. Um, and she'll pack them up in a box, put the label, put the return label inside the box, send it off to you. You wear it. You love it. You send it back, worn. And then the owner of the item dry cleans it with the dry cleaning fee that they charged in the rental, like in the rental listing, because they know what dry cleaner they like. They That's know how they so like good. to handle yeah. it. Like, they yeah. And it gets back to them a lot faster. Right. So the owner handles all of the cleaning, but they charge a fee for it. And then on the opposite side, if you are an owner and you want to list your things, you take three to four photos of it. You give a brief description. You put in the retail price. We suggest a rental price for you. You could change that to whatever you want it to be. And then you list it and it goes into the closet. I was just thinking in my mind, I was like, I can buy everything I've ever wanted if I rent it out right. a couple times. So yeah. that's how our users are shopping now. Mm-hmm. Sorry not to cut no. you off. But a lot our users, and this is kind of like my dream and what I hoped would happen, but... 
our users are buying less, but they're buying better. Mm-hmm. So environmentally, it's amazing because we're not wasting as much. We're realizing that if you spend a little bit more, it's going to last you a lot longer. You're going to be able to wear it more frequently. Other people are going to pay you to wear it. So now you're earning money on that. And you're just you're not throwing things away as frivolously as this whole era has come to believe is normal right and it has a huge impact on our environment and our resources and it's something that none of us really think about on a day-to-day basis so we want to know also every size and shape like how does that work too is that something that you guys are hitting on so our inventory is driven by our user base so we are open to having all sizes for sure um but we have limited and our users have to come to us so we can't Put limited on, control right, over exactly. the inventory right what we do try to control is are the brands that are listed because we are trying to support higher end designers people brands who are paying their employees and yep. and using uh, you know ethical manufacturing processes so uh, that's why we are really particular about the brand list that we have uh, that is one way that we can maintain control. But in terms of sizing, we welcome any size. We just need the users to come to us and list their pieces. I love that. And yeah. also, we, we talked about this is so this is nationwide. Mm-hmm. So where are your users? New York, like where? Tell us where all of your users are because that's something that's really important to us. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're integrated. Our shipping is integrated into the app, and so we use USPS. So as long as USPS can go there, then. You're welcome to join the app and, sh- and find out your closet. Okay. So we have members. Um, New York is definitely a huge base for us because this is where we started. Um, but we have a ton of members in Chicago, in L.A., a couple cities in Texas, uh, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth. Atlanta is a big one. Boston, Atlanta. Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Seattle. But it's even getting to, I mean, the shipment went out earlier in the week, right? To Omaha, um, Charlottesville. Like, it's just, it's getting, it's getting Mm -hmm. out. That's amazing. It's starting to creep out and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So cool to see. I'm sure when you guys see the different states, you're like, oh my God, we have a new, right? How did we get there? One point I wanted to, actually, I had two points about what Violet was talking about earlier, just on how it works. So she said, you know, once you interview, you get on. We don't let everybody on. Um, I don't want people to think that that is just like, okay, I interviewed. We are really particular because we want to make sure that people share the mindset that we have and what our end goal is, which is to slow consumerism, to combat fast fashion. That is really important to us. So you have to be willing to lend your clothing to get on. Uh, We we do meet a lot of people, and, and that is the question we ask during the interview. Are you willing to lend out your closet? We get a lot of people that are like, no, no, I would never do that. We're like, how does how do you think this works? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's, it's a share. Yeah, share. Yeah, yeah. We are we are looking for people that we feel like um, understand our values and our goals. And then the other thing with the rent to buy, which is really interesting. So, if you know, I rented this Givenchy leather dress for a 40th birthday, and it was incredible. Hot. Like zipped all the way up the front. It was amazing. I it was a hundred and forty dollar yes. rental, which sounds like a lot to wear it one night, right? And not, yeah, but I it's mean, like a, not, it's not like, for, you know, it's a twenty five hundred dollar right, dress, right? But I thought about it in my head because I was like, oh, I love this dress. I want to wear it again. How often am I really going to wear this dress? Even if I wore it three times and I rented it all three times and I spent you know four hundred dollars, yeah, right. I'm still paying less than buying it. So the rent to buy is awesome for something that you think like you are going to get a ton of wear out, but 
even if you're going to rent something multiple times, it still works out in your benefit. Right. Right. Did you buy it? No, I didn't because okay. I was like, I'll just rent I'll just it a couple again. more times. Right. Okay. When I need it. Yeah. That, yeah. I love that. Our, our mindset in like needing to own things, you really have to think about like, how often am I really going to wear this? Like for life or, yeah. you know, like right. you, you and have there to is, think. There is something like she just bought a Givenchy leather jacket and I was like, oh, you are going to have this for the rest of your life. This is like the most perfect bomber jacket I've ever seen in my life. Like this is something you will own forever. And she was like, yeah, I know. And that those things like, yes, invest in. But if it's something like a leather like dress that you're going to wear a couple of times, just rent it. No, you I agree. It. And I'm all about the high and lows too. Like mm-hmm. you have to have certain things. I'm like, if I will wear this so many times, it makes so much sense. So back to building the business. I am curious, did you guys have um, financing? Did you have investors? How did you originally start this? You were still working at Zach's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are still self-funded um, and proud of it. We're purposely running very lean and up until about a month ago we were a team of two and just doing everything we could between the two of us with a couple of freelancers like Danielle graciously freelanced for us for a couple hours whenever she had time so she was amazing and that's how we've been going that's how we've been building it and so a month ago we hired our first official hire so we have another full-time person on but it's thank you it was that is huge it is huge it's like it's a momentous point for us but we we're gonna go as long as we can Mm -hmm. without raising money I mean we've been approached by several investors that are interested in the concept and in the idea but several like since the get-go VCs have been reaching out to us since the beginning we've talked to people and it's so interesting how in the beginning especially men would instantly understand what we were doing Mm -hmm. but it took women a while to get it Really? Yes, because men were like, oh, my God, I see all of this shit sitting in my wife's closet that she doesn't touch. Mm-hmm. Why it. can't other people wear that? Like, they got it, and they're like, I need to be a part of this. But then women were like, meh, not for me. And then it's funny because all those women are like now like, oh, yeah, can I get off the wait list? Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, yeah, we'll give it a little oh, bit have, of time because we have a long one. You have a wait list. We have a 3,000 person. We're, we're at like 2,900 you guys people on our wait list stop yeah you didn't can you like have can you share that in the beginning like I'm just, <laughs> hi i'm the 3001 person yeah oh my that's amazing yeah and thank you we're mm. excited about it but i mean it's there because we we care so deeply about the users that are on and we want to make sure that they're having a perfect experience and that their shipments are going out on time clothing is arriving clean and the it's being quality, returned yeah. on time that the quality of items listed is meets our standards that are very high. And we just, we don't believe in just letting everybody in because it needs without a good user experience. I mean, we're nothing. And this is our first year. And so there's still a lot that we're learning about the app on the tech side. You know, we came up with this concept, so we still are getting feedback from our users on what they want to see, how they want to experience the app, which we take, we prioritize because again, like it can't just be the two of us that are like, Oh, this is what we want to do. Like it has to be for somebody else. And so we've really taken a lot of time to listen to our users and understand what they want and how they see this growing. Um, and back to funding, like most of our money goes into development because everything else we feel like we can scrap together, but we really need a strong product, especially because 
for a mobile app and it has to work really efficiently and seamlessly. So your tech yeah, team is probably your best, your it biggest is, yeah. investment. Yeah. Cause Without it doesn't matter like how great our Instagram account is. Right. If like people aren't getting stuff on time or like the our app keeps crashing. Right. Like, or it's, if our user saying. base is non-responsive, like that's our priority. So that's how we've been able to be so lean. Had you, had either of you worked in tech before? No. Because tech, just the, even the word scares me. I know, I'm like, I'm like, it's deep like, learning I'm like curve. editing, <laughs> Bevan edits, right. So none of you had worked in tech. It's no. such a foreign language. Like it's more <laughs> difficult than learning Mandarin. It's yeah. really funny actually <laughs> how is. sometimes we will get an email from our developers and I'm like, do you know what that means? <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't know what that means. And I'm like, all right. Google. We need to Google yeah, it. Google. It gives us and a then we'll like, at least we'll get like a little bit more information to be able to ask the right follow-up questions so we don't sound like complete idiots. But I'm like... Well, it's funny because I feel like people in tech understand it so deeply yeah, in their bones. Yeah, there's so many acronyms. They don't even know how to break it down into layman's terms they for don't. us. They don't. Like, I'm like, yes. what do you mean? They're like, they, they, and it's literally harder. We than go Mandarin. through six back and forth emails before <laughs> yeah. we finally like that. Like well, anyone okay. gets an answer to we any feel question. Like this, this makes us look like we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. We're even setting up the whole podcast thing. We were like, okay, we were going back and forth, and I was like, I'm trying to, to make this a public. I, I RSS. What the hell is RSS? Yeah, I still don't know that. Still yeah, don't know. <laughs> still don't know. I had to Google a lot because I hate tech, but I, I appreciate and that I, you guys had never no, done and tech. We I've learned so much. Like when sometimes when I hear my own self speak about it, I'm like impressed. With my, yeah. I'm like, whoa, I sounded so good right there. But even still, just like this week, we got an email from somebody who's helping us with SEO and he asked us for something. And I was like, do you know what that means? And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, but I didn't want to ask our developers what that means because what if it's like a really simple thing that we should know? So here's what I yeah. think. There's no should and shouldn't in terms of what we know. Right. Ever. Yeah. Like yeah, totally. ask the questions, get them from, there is nothing wrong. I think it, I don't care if you guys have been in business for 50 years. If you're still like, explain this concept to me, help me understand it. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, and I will it. throw this out there and you can cut it out if you feel like it, but we are getting ready to hire our fourth person and it will be a yes. tech person. So if yes. there are any Woo! tech people listening that yes. know about building apps, like yes. we, I spoke like iPhone apps. We'd love to talk to you. <laughs> Calling like all tech. Yeah. Exactly. Calling all yeah. tech. Amazing. So how far into the company did you quit at Saks? How long That's were you exactly guys? what I was just going to so, fucking ask, and it's so really <laughs> weird. Yes. I can't. I was literally just going <laughs> to so we So we just celebrated our one-year anniversary of Congrats. launching Toolery to the public, and people, especially people that know us, while they're like, it's been a year. I feel like it's been so much longer. Or oh, it has. And it has. <laughs> like, and we're like, yeah, it has. It's only been open to the public for a year, but we've been working on it we for almost this three. three years ago. Like yeah. our first like talk about this was three years ago in August, in yeah. August. So it's been over three years already. So yeah, I was at Saks for probably about two years. Wow. Like she would come. So I worked in Brookfield place and she would take the train all the way down from the Upper East side, all which is far. Like if you've ever so been there. far to go down to Brookfield <laughs> place. But like over. I oh my didn't God. have a ton the of transition. time. Like, and we, we wanted to do like weekly meetings. So she was like great and would come down and I would sneak out. And like, I had a really I had a crazy position when I was at Saks and I was 
I shouldn't have been taking hour breaks. <laughs> and I would meet her at Joe and the Juice and we'd have these like powwows. Um, once a week we would do that. And so, and we'd also meet on weekends and like r- random times and just like talk about it when we could. So yeah, um, I've now been working full time on Tulare for almost two years. Almost two wow. years. I can't believe that. Yeah. So oh. we went back and forth for a while trying to decide when she was finally going to leave. Yeah. And just to add a little bit of complication to everything, I was pregnant oh, yeah. while we were developing. So there was this oh, whole God. conversation of like, are we going to get our beta test first or are we going to meet my baby first? She, I remember we were sitting at Augustine and she yeah. told me she was pregnant. She was like, only you were very early six I, weeks or something I was like 10 yeah we were ordering wine and I was like well shit it was <laughs> us and another friend and I was like well it's a dead giveaway but like, just I gotta tell to you like now. 10 weeks show you can't you. have wine if you're a little bit farther you can have just wine to show you how committed but like at 10 she weeks is, you shouldn't this is what she said to me she's like I'm pregnant this is not going to affect the business <laughs> that was like the the first thing that she said after saying, I feel saying, like I would say was, the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, and I was like, I feel like I'd literally congrats, be like, we actually, like, we actually are already talking about that. You know, growing a life, yeah. I'm not concerned about the business. Yeah. <laughs> we literally talk about that because every time she sees me, she goes, "Are you pregnant?" I'm like, "Bevan." Every day, every day, she's like, uh, "I'm like, I, I have to tell you, I have to talk to you about something." She's like, "You're pregnant." I'm like, "No, dude, it's not that." But and I mean, then, nothing is affecting us. So yes. when I quit Saks to work full time on Tulare. Her daughter was six weeks old and we worked out of her apartment because I was like, well, you're technically on maternity leave, but we have to get yeah. this thing off the ground. So I <laughs> went to her apartment every day for six months. Well, so to backtrack a, a little bit. So my daughter was born December 1st and we got our beta test for our for very yeah. first beta test version two weeks after that. So we're like, OK, we got to figure this out. Like yeah. they're both here. We got to figure right. it we out. We had like Both babies are here. Right. I give like, you a lot of props. I give yeah. you a lot Thank of props you. because it's a you very, very. I mean, her too. because She dealt with <laughs> a lot of baby tears. No. <laughs> and mama tears. <laughs> there were sure. a lot of mama tears. I. <laughs> I can't even imagine I like I, I think about that all the time and like having a child and want I don't know like how do you manage your business how do you make it work how do you we sat at a no dining room table we, like yeah. this for seven months every day working right and I was like and sorry she, it's breastfeeding time right. bye <laughs> and then like I'd come back like over to a couple minutes later yeah and she was a great sport and was willing to come from Williamsburg to the Upper East Side every day and we made it work um it's amazing yeah Yeah. looking back now like it sounds like a total shit it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) it was a shit we were like what's squarespace we gotta build a squares like uh, totally so many things that we were like it was february like if we have a like i have a two month old like i'm learning squarespace and i i actually remember that we were we were working with a guy to do our branding for us and he ended up moving to LA. And so he's emailing me and I get an email at two in the morning at, about our Squarespace oh site. And I'm responding back to him. And he's like, why are you responding? I'm like, I just finished breastfeeding. Like, it's, like this is normal. My baby just yeah. woke up. So like, I'm washing bottles. So I've got time to do this. And so like I answered his email and like I went to wash the bottle. And by the time I got back, like he responded. So we had this whole like dialogue at 2 a.m. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Like you make it work. And I, I, I don't know. Maybe we're just so like I maybe I was so delirious I had no idea like what like level I was running on were you scared (laughs) no I wasn't scared no I don't know I'm like a pretty positive thinker I don't know that I ever thought like this is weird or like kind of now looking back on it especially because you know I have a twin sister and she had a baby shortly after and kind of 
being so close to seeing her, like, I don't know how she operated. Like, literally, Mercer was born December 1st. Like, I started, I showed up at her house on January 16th. Like, and we worked every day, all day together. Wow. So, like, and it's her first. So, like, there was just, like, a lot going on that I was not aware of. So, I think I was also, like. You also had a full-time job. No, at that point. No, no, I know. But I'm saying you had a full-time job. You, you know, it's it's security, your, all of your benefits, everything that was going on. And here's me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you're, and, and, and you're, that's what I'm saying. So that was taken. Would you like it? (laughs) I know you had prepped for it for a long time doing these meetings, which is incredible. Right. Yeah. And, but so like kind of going into that, knowing you had that backing before and now going into not necessarily having that backing. Yeah. that wasn't scary to you? Um, again, I think <laughs> I'm just a very, like... She's realizing right now yeah. how terrifying uh, it was. I've learned a lot about all of that, for sure. And it's not... Uh, it's not as easy <laughs> as it... Is it... I thought it was, you know, but it's, it's fine and it's working out. And I definitely have had moments where I'm like, what did I do? I had a a great career and I was about to get promoted to VP and like, I'm not getting promotions and I don't have a bonus and like all of these things for sure. I don't have a 401k. I don't have insurance, but like there's, there have also been moments where I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this. Like how lucky am I? Like you're building. This is so cool. Like this is, is, I can't believe that I get to do, like it's 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 so bizarre because it was not ever something that like we it wasn't something that I necessarily like said I'm gonna own a business one day and this is what I'm working towards it happened so randomly that sometimes but naturally mm-hmm. and naturally yeah. that it still kind of catches me by surprise that I get to do it you know and for you was it you had a brand I mean a brand new baby it was wild insane <laughs> it was wild i i still to this day say that i was very lucky to have some like a business partner that was sympathetic to everything I was going through. So like if I wanted to just go to my room and close my eyes and be by myself, I could do that. I and would tell her all the time. I'm like, if you, she, need, she like- made herself director of HR. Yeah. And was like I am the HR department. You go take a nap. I was, I was like, like okay. you need to just go upstairs and shut the door. I don't care. Like go. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she was, she was a great support system through it. And, and I got so to I hold the baby every once in a while. And that was fun. Well, it just, let's it, just say when she, she goes through the same thing at one point in life. Right. I guess she it. wants to. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. If she wants Thank to. You. I appreciate that. But if yeah. you ever. Well, she's just saying when she expressed that she gets to hold the baby and look so happy. About right. I love honey baby. babies. That's great. Doesn't mean you want to have one. No, Doesn't mean I want 100%. To have one. <laughs> no, 100%. On the I, fence. I'll tell you that. Okay. It looks really fucking hard <laughs> so hard it does is I, it so hard it is so hard <laughs> like um, I mean being a mom is the hardest fucking thing in the world and I just, like I have one I don't know how people do it with more than one I would have no hair I would be like popping depression pills every day I don't know how people do it I don't get it um, it is really fucking hard. I mean, I have the world's best nanny and I tell her every day that I think she has the most important job on the planet because to want to spend an entire day every day with a moody person that can't express their feelings is a beast. It's, it's like St. Mike. Yes, it is. And, and then like if you start factoring in the sleepless nights and the breastfeeding and the 
who this person's just crying at me. What, what, what do, do they you want? want? <laughs> like, how do you, like, how is anybody supposed to go through that with a smile on their face? Like you just, you can't. And if you say that it's your happiest time, you're lying. Like you are lying to yourself and to everyone else. And it's okay to say that mom life is fucking hard because it, it, it is so fucking hard and we, we need to support each other. And that's why having somebody having Mary around that. And even though she had no kids and just to understand what I was going through or to at least sympathize with what I was going through was huge. Yeah. That makes sense. I still have to argue with her though. Even to this day, <laughs> like I remember we were, we work out of the wing. And so her daughter had just started walking <laughs> and she just started like crying, which is normal. Like <laughs> it, in your first year of having a child, I've learned a lot of tears. And I was like, Oh no, what, what is happening now? And she's like, just took her first steps. And, and I was like, go home right now. And she's like, no, no, I'll go later. And I was like, why go home leave I'm right now, now and go <laughs> home and I was like none of this will be worth it if you miss out on any of that stuff like go home like either make up the hours or don't like we're not gonna sink because you went home and watched your daughter take her first step oh my gosh you both are crying yeah. <laughs> no, it's mi- that's, that's that's why I'm HR because she's yeah. not yeah. yes. well it's, no it's, it's so important I mean I, I just think that when we look back in life, like we're never going to remember the five to 20 to 30 to 45 minutes. Yes. They'll get made up. Mm -hmm. If we have the option, if we have the opportunity, if we're lucky enough to have it, go home. Right. Right. Go home. I tell her all the time. Totally. And I mean, that is, I mean, that's the blessing that we both have by running our own business. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I will carry that forward when, if, and when Mary gets to that point or even when she's wedding planning or whatever it may be. But Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one of the great advantages of working for yourself. You can make the rules. You make the rules. And we're trying to make good rules. Being an entrepreneur, I think it's, it's really hard because, and this is something I never thought about before we did it because I'm, I'm a very self-motivated person, but there are just days where some, you don't have a roadmap in front of you. So even if you want to work so hard, sometimes you just don't know what to do. Cause there, it's not like a job where there's like people saying like, Oh, we have this going on. Like you have to come up with those things sometimes. Right. And sometimes they just aren't there. So right. I'm like, either you'll make up the hours or you won't because there isn't necessarily something to be done right now. Right. But if there is, I have no doubt that you're going to do it. Like I, I, you're not going to just shove it off. I just feel like when, when you're starting your own business and maybe it's, I I don't know. I just feel like you never feel like you're working hard enough. That's what I was going to ask. Yes. There's always more to do. Whether Mm -hmm. you know what it is or not, it's like, figure out what it is to do. Figure out what the next steps are. So much pressure. Yeah. There's just, there's always something to do. And you always feel like you're spinning backwards instead of going forwards Mm -hmm. because you just, you don't have enough time in the day. You're like, I need to do this, this, and this. Or it's, or if you are at that standstill, it's like, why am I at a standstill? Yeah. What am I forgetting? What am I missing? And then you just, you feel like there's always more you could be doing. So what do you sacrifice? Where do you sacrifice? Mm-hmm. But do you have to sacrifice? Uh, who the hell We don't knows? know. Yeah. We're My question is like, do you always feel like there's never a moment that you clock out? Your brain no, doesn't uh, stop. Never. never. And that's the hardest part is it is like I tell my boyfriend all the time, like I feel like I have to physically say I'm not going to work. I'm not going to think about Tulare. I'm not going to 
look at my phone. I'm not, I'm putting my computer, I have to actually stop thinking about it because otherwise it's, it's just never, it's just the, it goes, it goes on and on. on. The clock is running totally. forever. And I, you know, her and I have had this conversation. I read something somewhere where, and it made so much sense to me. It, like sometimes you have to take time to absorb and not just output. And I think as an entrepreneur, you just want to be like, show like, I did this, I did this, I'm doing this, this, this. And it, it's not, it's, it, you're just hindering yourself if you don't let yourself like take in information because that can turn into something else. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, I come up with so many ideas in the shower and I realize so it's I. because I'm not thinking about anything yes. else. I'm just, you know, washing my hair and then I'm <laughs> like, oh, wow, we should be doing this. And it's because I've taken like that downtime. Oh my, my shower time is my, my yeah. idea time. Every I come out of the shower and I literally text her or voice note her every single every <laughs> All the time. But I'm literally like, oh, uh, that's where my ideas come. Mm. What, what is it? I think you're it's because you not- turn your brain off. I think you're right. Yeah, and you're probably. not focused on the output. You're just but, like, but you're thinking though. But like, you, yeah, but you're not. In a, I don't know. It's like I, subconscious but, thinking. Well, that's yeah. real. I want to. Oh my god, the shower thinkers. I. That's where I have my. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay. And having a family, do you have to like schedule time? To be like, I'm going to stop here and I'm going to spend time with my family or I'm going to stop here and I'm going to spend time with my boyfriend. It's it's the same, you know, what you invest in. Yeah, I mean, I do. Like, I try to set general, like, workday hours. Like, I'll try to do, like, a standard 9 to 5. And But, like, if if my daughter has a class, I'll, I'll go to the class if I can. If she has something else, I'll try to go to that. But I try to keep my hours in there. I mean, one, because I need to let my nanny go home. So, <laughs> um, right. but but I also know that, with what we're doing, everything we do is mobile. So even if I am at home and I get an email coming through, it doesn't mean that I can't answer it. So like while I generally try to work in these hours, it just, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And it's actually funny. The, so the person we hired, we put, we wanted a customer service facing person and we put together like our list of what we needed and we're like, okay, we need somebody that's organized, that's responsible, that's great we're talking to people, that's blah, blah, blah. But we need somebody that's going to work seven days a week. Yeah. Because this is a seven day a week job. That's 24 hours a day. Because if somebody emails you, like customer service is everything to us. Like if people don't have a good experience, they're not going to come back. So we put this entire list together and we're like, okay, so who are we going to find that's going to work 24 seven? And then, so we ended up looking at our entire list of criteria of what we needed like it dawned on me that my sister was the perfect hire. And so I talked to Mary about it and Mary was on board. Um, she interviewed her fully, which was great, but she was on board with it. But I like, we, it was so important to us to find somebody that like had our passion and had our drive and understood and was invested enough in what we were doing that if she gets an email on a Saturday night, she's going to answer the email. It only takes five minutes if yeah. even that, but just the fact that she's present in there. So like, it's not even us anymore that are always on the clock. Like it's starting to be our, our team and team. what we're building. Cause again, it's startup life and that not only affects the founders, it affects everyone involved because I mean, these early employees, they, they obviously want to keep their job as long as they can too. So like, they're gonna, they're gonna hustle the same way you're going to. So in wrapping up, we want to know what your plans for jewelry are for the next two or three years. We have lots of plans. So many plans. <laughs> so we're super excited that Tuileries is going to be on a panel at South by Southwest. That's amazing. Major for us. So getting that kind of exposure is going to be fantastic. 
Um, so that's really exciting. Um, we are launching Tulare 2.0. So it'll be um, just a cleaned up. Um, it's kind of, we're kind of giving ourselves a facelift and mm-hmm. um, some nips and some tucks and, you know, just polishing up a little bit. Um, we're working on a couple exciting partnerships mm-hmm. that'll hopefully come through soon. What else? I think, I mean, we can't reveal too much. So I think those are like the big things, big but you know, we're heading into our second year. And so this last year, we've really just tried to refine ourselves, understand our business, what our users want. And now we're taking all of that in and we are pouring gas on the fire and we are ready to go. So a lot of exciting things. We, we've gotten lucky and this is a little sidetracked, but we've gotten lucky up until this point that we've had only organic press. We haven't had to pay for any marketing. Zero. I mean, we've done like $10 a day on Instagram yeah. for, <laughs> for a, not even daily though. Like right. Every seven once times. in a while, <laughs> just to kind of like see what works. We got, I mean, we got cold emails from the Wall Street Journal. Like we want, we would love to talk to you and Vox and women's wear and all of these amazing but places. We've been in two business and the Today Show, features. right? Two business of fashion, the Today Show, and so we've gotten very, very fortunate that people have found us and have found interest in us, and those articles and segments have carried us through. And we've been riding on that, but now we've realized that if we want to make an impact, we really need to throw some gas on it. So we're gonna do these nips and tucks and then starting in the new year, we're just gonna, we're going full force. I do feel like though, our users love us so much. They don't want to tell their friends because they're like, this is the biggest fashion secret ever. So they like being able to, you know, wear that Dolce & Gabbana dress and not tell anyone that they only paid a hundred bucks to wear it for the weekend. Um, But we do have some really great users who have been like tagging us on Instagram. So that's nice. So we got to, we got to figure out a way to tell them like, okay, you got to let the secret out. You might have to plan a little bit more. Yeah. This is just for me personally. I'm wondering when you guys sat down and you created this company, initially you had this idea of like, you know, the third, the fourth edition. What did you call it? You called it something. Yeah, version. Edition here over here. Mm -hmm. Third or fourth version. Did you guys sit down with this plan and say, okay, this is where we're going to go year one, year two, year three, or has it been really just like, here's where we go now. Let's see. Now and let's see. Mm -hmm. It's been very much a now and let's see. And like Mary mentioned earlier, we're very much dependent on the feedback that we get from our users. Like one of the things that we learned this year that was mind blowing to me is that our users don't want the money that they earn mm, on Tulare. That was a big They want us to keep it as credits so they can spend it by renting things. Cause then when they rent, they feel like they're getting things for free. Right. And that was such an aha not an not an aha moment it was just such a mind-blowing moment because we're like okay people are making money and they don't even want it like, like it was they want us to keep it we, so they can keep spending it and it was like it was kind of like the most rewarding feeling because now we know that we have a two-sided market like the people that want to borrow and rent and that's what that's what we wanted this to be and so like we built out those credits so now we're on the credits if you want to cash out you can but most of our users just keep the money in and spend it and that's something 
that's like an entrepreneur's dream from a strategic point like we had thought about this I think you had actually thought about it she's like the money person so she was like oh we should do credits that way it like stays in but we never imagined that our users would come to us and say like can I just can you just keep my money and then I can use it and we were like oh uh, yes yes <laughs> yeah. yes let's we can. do that <laughs> that was really exciting that people wanted that Guys, we are so excited to see what happens to you and Thank to your company you. over the next few years. And for I, sure. I want to end with like one thing, or we don't have to end with it, but I'm going to end with this. So when we when we sat down with our developers for the first round of like, you know, novice trying to create this app from our heads, we had to sit down and do this little, I don't know, exercise where we had to put like what success looks like and what failure looks like. And to me, what success looks like, I was like, it would be so cool if, you know, you are borrowing clothes from this girl in LA constantly. And then you go to LA and you're like, you know what? Like, why don't we meet up? Because I've worn half your closet and we are already doing that in our first year. And it's really, really crazy. Like uh, there's a girl that I borrow who's in New York. I, she's a complete stranger to me and I wear her clothes all the time. Like I meet her at her office and we like hug and say hi. And it's like, it blows my mind that we made this happen like in, in a year. So it's really cool. It's really amazing guys. Success. Yeah, exactly.